Welcome to the Bridge Builders podcast. My name is Edwin Cruz. I've been told that Australia is the only country with two GP training colleges, the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners, the RSAGP, and the Australian College of Rural and Remote Medicine, also known as ACRAM. There used to be only one college, but somewhere in the distant history, something went wrong and both groups went their own way. Until recently, in a previous episode of the Bridge Builders podcast, the current Akron president, Dr. Ewan McPhee, said this. With the development of a national rural generalist program, we've seen very active engagement from both the College of Rural Medicine and the College of General Practitioners around defining a common standard, a common curriculum and a common outcome, which is the rural generalist uh, for rural areas. Now, this this is, there's been an incredible amount of close engagement between the both colleges. And to be honest, at that level, I don't see the competitive behavior that we're actually seeing that sort of high level engagement from uh, both colleges uh, right now. And I think the National Generalist Program is just a good example of how people can set aside historical differences and work together towards a common aim. I thought it was time to hear the story of some of the other players. Today I'm talking to RSCGP Vice President and Chair of the RSCGP Rural Faculty, Dr. Eamon Shenouda. Hi Edwin, thank you for inviting me. It's great to have you. You probably don't need an introduction, but for those who don't know who you are, can you give us a brief introduction about yourself and also where your passion for rural medicine comes from? Okay, Edwin, I, I, some people might know me, some people might not know me, as you said before. I'm an international medical graduate that came to Australia about 30 years ago. And I've been working in in rural environment for at least 27 years. Part of this was in Tasmania. Then I moved to Wagga Wagga, where I've been in the last 20 years. I love uh, rural communities. I love being part of a rural community, simply because you're you're not just a name. You are part of a community, and you contribute to the development and to the patient needs in this community. So it becomes not only an office professional, general practitioner, but also you are involved with community committees, uh, developing things that the community would need. One of the most exciting things that I was involved in is developing an aged care facility in the Rock community, which is about 30 minutes out of Wagga, and we could raise half a million dollars from a a relatively very small community of a thousand population. And we were able to achieve a dream for the community. So it's really uh, a very nice thing to do. And I'm privileged to be part of this. And the influence on my life with this is, is also great. I also never thought that I would be the vice president of the College of GPs when I migrated to Australia. Well done. So the achievement, uh, you know, and it's all uh, credit to my colleagues and to the college that uh, had an interest in in international uh, medical graduates issues. 
but also in rural issues. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Eamon, about 20 years ago, something really sad happened in, um, in general practice. That is the split between what now is ACRAM and uh, the RSCGP. I did read on the ACRAM website uh, a little bit of the history of ACRAM, and it appears that there was a disagreement about rural training. And I've got it here. That disagreement resulted in widespread disillusionment and the resignation of many rural RSCGP members including eight of the 10 board members of the RACGP rural faculty. And consequently, in 1998, ACRAM started. And I'm just interested to hear whether you know a little bit more about the history here. I know it's often hearsay. There's still a lot of animosity, although, as I hope we will be talking about a little bit later, there are also more collaborative initiatives happening between the two colleges, which, which is great. But what exactly happened between ACRAM and RSAGP? Okay, I cannot be judging on historical issues where I wasn't involved. So this is started when I first started practicing in Australia after I migrated. I wasn't involved in any politics at that time. And for me, it's very hard because when I took a position of of the chair of the rural faculty of the college, I heard stories from both sides. And sometimes it's a different story. It's a personal interpretation of the story and what happened. And some documentation about the history is not very clear. It's a personal interpretation of of the history. But what I can assure you that all the doctors I met from both sides are really uh, passionate, smart doctors that really love their communities and work so hard to address their communities' needs. Amazing people from both sides. And I'm very privileged that I met Quite few of them and had few discussions about the future, their passion about rural journalism, and their passion about the rural communities. And again, both sides are really amazing people. I think you've done a lot when it comes to building bridges between the two colleges, and uh, I think you have to be commended for that, Eamon. Thanks. You've also seen the negative side of the animosity between the two colleges. Can you tell us what effect this has on people working in the rural sphere? Look, I think there's a lot of people don't understand what's going on. It becomes a bit confusing for the younger generation and a bit internationally too. Uh, because we are the only country in the world that would have two general practice colleges. That creates a lot of confusion. Also having two set of curriculum to the same endpoints, again, it's a bit confusing for registrars and others. In terms of the doctors in the rural communities, um, look, all of them are about their communities, about their patients, 
And I think both colleges have done very well in supporting rural doctors over the years. So, so I'm just wondering, you've, you've got Akram and you've got the rural faculty of yep. the RSAGP. They're not always aligning their efforts uh, or they, they're disagreeing on certain things, yep. at least in the past. And I realize things are changing. But what effect does that have on advocating for rural medicine if there's two colleges doing slightly different things? I think it's, it's not a bad thing sometimes to have two colleges advocating and having uh, ideas of the two colleges to move across. The important thing is that in terms of bridge building, we need to talk more about the things that we agree on rather than the things that we disagree on and have a common message for the benefit of our rural doctors and our rural communities, certainly. So what we've been doing in the last couple of years is exactly that, is trying to make sure that we talk about the commonalities rather than uh, the things that we might disagree on. That's music to my ears, Eamon. That's fantastic. Because I I guess you're right, you know, uh, rural doctors have got uh, the the needs of their communities at heart and and share that passion. Um, So before we get to the National Rural Journalist Pathway, can you explain how you and others keep rural issues on the forefront in a big organization like the RSCGP? Look, uh, the RSGP is always, uh, at least in the time that I've been dealing with the RSGP, uh, aware of rural issues through the rural faculty of the college, through a lot of rural members and their feedback to the college. Over the years, there is always a tension between what a rural doctor does and what an urban doctor does. And I think there's not a big difference in what the doctors do. The difference is a bit more into where you are and what are the facilities you have. And and if you come back to the term uh, rural journalist, so I can explore that term a bit further, I can tell you, Generalism is general practice. So, uh, you know, it's the definition. By definition, general practice is about generalism. Then we come to the term ruler. And even this term is a bit confusing because what's region, what's ruler, what's remote, what's very remote, it's very different. So in the definition of the rural genus, then you might think of it's about not particularly where you are, but maybe the availability of uh, other specialists and general practice around you. Maybe it's about the community needs. Maybe it's about also the infrastructure in the community you serve. So for all of those, there are different need to upskilling to meet those community needs. So that's where we actually agreed uh, on a a definition uh, in the Colin Grove Agreement uh, that happened uh, late last year. And uh, it was very uh, 
interesting to, to, to open the discussion in that manner. It's exactly what that means. And we ended up by saying it's comprehensive general practice emergency skills because most of the rural doctors would require some emergency skills. But also it's about whether there's a other specialist available or not and whether you have the referral base that you need. At the end, it's about community needs and it's about addressing those needs. The Collingrove Agreement to which you referred has been called a historic moment for uh, rural medicine. And I guess, uh, as I said before, you have played a big role here. Can you walk us through the events that led to the National Rural Journalist Pathway and the collaboration between the RSAGP and ACRAM? When I took my job in the rural faculty, I was very keen to to collaborate with ACRAM. And I was very keen to attend all the conferences that ACRAM have delivered over the last four years since I've been the chair. Late last year, uh, not last year, it's the year before actually, now in the beginning of the new year, there was a suggestion to have a rural health commissioner that was supported by ACRAM and the RSGP in myself. And uh, we worked with uh, Fiona Nash then. She initiated that. And I'm glad they came with a a very uh, good person, actually, to have the job uh, in uh, Paul Worley. When Paul started his job, he came to Wagga and he had a long discussion with me about the future about what we need to do. But he also went to Akram and had few discussions. And after all those discussions, he invited both colleges to sit down in a rural uh, area in uh, South Australia. And there was only five people, six people around that table. And we started uh, a discussion again about common things about how can we work together about rural communities and the needs of rural communities. And you'll be surprised in, in, in less than four hours, uh, we came up with, with the agreement. We came up with something that we agreed. That's amazing, Eamon, because five years ago, that probably wouldn't have been possible. So, so what what had changed in your view? Paul has played a big role here as well, but why was it suddenly possible to agree on these issues within four hours? I don't know, but I think that the two colleges have learned from the splitting. So I think over the time you mature and you reflect better on the actions you're taking before. And, and over time, you can see sometimes we need to do better. And to do better, we need to collaborate. Both of the colleges are doing some good stuff in different areas, I guess. And why don't we use this collaborative work to, to, to have a common goal, which is produce a doctors with adequate skills to meet the needs of rural communities? I think we also 
years and years and years been advocating for better health outcomes in rural communities. As you know, there's a huge discrepancy between what's happening urban, in urban communities and in rural communities. So as a rural doctor, this becomes part and parcel of your passion. You want to deliver the best care for your communities and to get the best outcomes for your patients as much as we can. So common goal, one thing that we all want to achieve is exactly what I've talked about. So that made the conversation a lot healthier, I think. Where do you see the National Rural Journalist Pathway go in the near future? The work that was done by the Rural Health Commissioner has been great in the last year. And I would advise everyone to have a look at the task force paper that was published uh, late last year. There is uh, quite a good agreement between the colleges, but also with other major players in Australian health system, but also typically in rural communities, about the content of this uh, document. Paul have done a fantastic job going around all over Australia, listening to the concerns, listening to younger doctors, older doctors, and organizations involved in delivering uh, rural health. And uh, the, the, the paper is reflecting the, those discussions and what's need to be done. Do you want me to go through the paper itself? Well, maybe you can give a two-minute summary. Yep. So, so there's five main issues within the paper. The first one is the definition of rural generalism. And the Collingrove Agreement becomes the definition of what we need to do. Then it becomes about the program itself, how it is set up. And one of the things that's important to mention there is about where the training is delivered. The document make it clear that it's better to, if we can, deliver the majority of the training in a region or a rural area, because that will tend to end up by... uh, people who are retained after their training. The issue there is our training as doctor is a very long training. So we have a pre-vocational seven years, and then we have the vocational training, which is very from three to six years. This time, people also made commitments to a spouse, to a partner, uh, they start making you know, their houses, they start establishing their career. So you can imagine during this period, it's, it's actually a great thing if you can have this time and your training time in a rural or region community. So that means that you will establish your social networks and maybe uh, it will lead to you staying in those communities. So that's in terms of the program. The end points of the program is FireGP and FACRAM, exactly what we are doing right now. The other uh, issue was about recognition. And the two colleges have agreed to recognize rural journalists 
as a specialty within the specialty of general practice. And that means it's like a cardiologist in the College of Physicians, so that most of the graduates of the College of Physicians will be trained to be physicians, but then they can what's known as a subspecialty of the specialty, as in cardiology, endocrinology, and so forth. So rural generalist becomes a subspecialty of general practice. And the two colleges are committed to apply for the AMC in a combined application to have this happen. Then there is a talk about remuneration of rural doctors and not particularly rural journalists. And and it talks about actually paying for a skill rather than for a title. So if you're delivering a skill, you should be paid for it. But also if you invested in the community, if you bought a practice, if you bought a home, if you are working after hours, all of that uh, contribute to the remuneration. So it doesn't only work for rural journalists, but rural doctors in general. And then it talks about evaluation, which is very important. Is is a program as such? Is it effective? Is it doing what we need it to do? Is it delivering on the outcomes that it promised to deliver? Are we going to retain more doctors? Are we going to improve the health of our rural communities by implementing a program like the Rural Journalist? A lot of common sense ideas there. We um, may put a link up in the show notes to the document itself for those uh, listeners who are interested to read more. So rural journalism becomes a subspecialty of general practice, which, uh, which certainly makes sense. Now, Eamon, getting back to building bridges, what is, in your opinion, the secret to successful bridge building and what are some of the common pitfalls? I think the common pitfalls is being sometimes uh, stubborn about your ideas and not explore your opposition or the other party's ideas. And uh, it's becoming uh, something... (laughs) In politics, even now, it just sometimes you just wonder what's going on, <laughs> uh, and 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 I think uh, just the main thing that I find it help in the negotiation that we've done over the years is is having a common goal, concentrating on rural communities and community needs, acknowledge that the two parties are doing a great job and not demising what other people are doing and actually appreciate every effort from anyone playing and trying to achieve the best for general practice profession. So, uh, yeah, so listening to others, having a common goal, appreciate and acknowledge the efforts that everyone is doing I think there were the three key issues that help a lot in, in, in getting there. That sounds like a really good way to finish this podcast, Eamon. 
Edwin, thank you uh, for your interview and for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you uh, on the show, Eamon. I understand you have to run to an important meeting about rural journalism with the Department of Health. So I won't keep you any longer. Thank you. Take care. For more information about Bridge Builders, our blog, or this podcast, please visit bridgebuilders.vision.